0: Welcome along to Crunching Gears, Season 3, Episode 2, Part 1. This is the first part of a two-parter with Daniel McKenna. It's a fascinating story. In this episode, Daniel goes through his early career as he quickly progressed through the ranks, starting off in small engine escorts before gradually working his way up to the 2.5 Millington Mark II. Some great highs, some hard lows, Uh, Next week, part two will be out, and this is where we'll look at his time in the R2, R3, and the JWRC. So, if you enjoy this, can you please like and share across all social media. Sit back and enjoy. minutes i got the bit between my teeth you know i really stood up and was counted and said this is not getting away i remember when we pulled on our helmets and and donald says to me what are we doing i said we're going for gold barrett daniel you're very welcome thanks
1: very much kevin thanks for having me i um, not so sure how much how interested people would be in my story, but uh, you've coaxed me into it anyway. So oh, Monaghan, it I, an think I
0: think you have a great story. So, Daniel, growing up in Monaghan, like you know, after Donegal, probably one of the heartlands of rallying in Ireland, was was there a keen interest in rallying growing up?
1: Yeah, there was. Um, it was in my family from from when my, when my when my father grew up. Um, so I was born into it. To be honest with you, um, didn't know anything different. It was just second nature. Um, my father was a very keen motorsport enthusiast. Um, along with his brother Colin, it's my father, him, and I'm sure plenty of people know him. And um, yeah, it was when I grew up, there was always rally cars around the house, stock cars and stuff. So my father was getting into stock car racing, which is probably a bit more of an affordable uh, way to get into sport. And then um, later on. My uncle Colin started navigating for P.G. Woods and later on for like des Moore and Brian, Brian McKenna or Barney McKenna as he's known.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: A few people I got there and uh, my father basically got the job of looking after P.G. Woods' car somehow or another. So he mm-hmm. sort of he sort of basically done all the, the maintenance of the car, all the running of the car and then um, went to all the rallies. So P.G. would do a, the full national championship or the international championship. So mm-hmm. When I was a young lad growing up, growing up, there was just rally cars at the house all the time. And, mm. and then, as you say, Monon is steeped to motorsport as well. It's probably after Lakes of Donegal and maybe, you know, the, the monster clubs like in Cork and Kerry and stuff, and Monon would be up there, but probably, you know, one of the busiest motorsport counties, I would say. So Monon yeah. Motor Club was a strong, strong tradition mm. as well. Yeah.
0: And sort of your, how, your dad also known a, as Red Light to a certain generation as well. <laughs> Come back yeah, to this that's trend. right. <laughs>
1: Yeah, that's right. So, mm-hmm. yeah, and then those, yeah, I don't know if Nate Maguire, I don't know how he got involved with Nate Maguire, to be honest, but uh-huh. yeah, I suppose um, just through the trucking connection and everything else. Um, but I don't even think PG, PG was only starting out then, but they were both in Pinto escorts, Um
0: mm-hmm.
1: I think actually PG ended up in ex Kevin Barrett car, which was an ex Andrew Nesbitt car with two Liter Pintos, and Niall had. Uh, ZLA-201 I remember the edge, <laughs> and um, yeah the two the two of them for a few years battled out but then you know Page sort of stayed at the same level for a couple of years whereas Niall moved up through the, the Mantas and onto the Legacy that. and stuff like that mm-hmm. but yeah but I remember yeah my father there was quite a lot of famous clips going around I think it was the 92 circuit uh-huh. it was the one it was the 5 day circuit and then um, for some reason, Plum Tindall kept coming to my father because PJ was a bit shy and everyone else was busy and my father loves to late. Uh, <laughs> he
0: was. He's not yeah. shy of it coming forward?
1: <laughs> no. And then there was this funny comment where, I don't know, they're doing some sort of a report I think down in Waterford or somewhere. Mm-hmm. The clip's still on YouTube there. And mm-hmm. uh, I don't know, he pointed at Plum and told him his red light was still So that <laughs> got a good laugh on, the, mm-hmm. on RPM the week after. So Red Lake Motorsport was born then for... <laughs> That was what that's actually what they call the team, Red Lake Motorsport. Jesus, it's so the, the, PG Woods, the PG Woods rally team was that Red Lake Motorsport written on the van, jackets and everything made up of merchandise to hold up. Oh yeah. yeah. So it's just come out of a bit of a joke one day. It
0: so what's your first memory of sitting in a rally car?
1: Um from sitting in a rally car, I can't really remember. Uh, I know there's photographs. Um I think when we done the Billy Coleman Award, uh, won the Billy Coleman Award in 2012 um Jared mccarran done a montage video and there's a photograph of me sitting in one of pj woods escorts i don't even remember it being taken i don't know what (laughs) age it was but i distinctly remember like like as i say going to rallies was a family affair like you know uh, my uncle was sitting navigating the car pj woods the whole woods extended family um and marie competed as well um and then my father and the service crew would uh they'd be heading off in the van and then myself and probably my mother would take myself and my sister to the rallies and it'd be a, it'd be a weekend away sort of thing yes. or a week away whatever the case uh, may be
0: uh-huh.
1: but I distinctly remember um, I'm pretty sure it was the Circuit of Ireland or one of the international rallies anyways maybe in Cork or Galway PJ was rapid fast driver really really quick like a good match with anyone but he was equally uh, as he was equally as reliable to put the car off the road and wreck it like a, I distinctly remember my father Rhys and taking roll cages out of cars stuff like that there but anyways in this occasion he hit a wall and that's why it sort of leans me towards being in Galway but maybe hit a stone wall where the wall maybe gave away but uh-huh. of course the radiator at the time there was chase okay and uh, I just remember um the radiator had to be changed and I think my father had Peugeot 405 estate for chasing uh <laughs> you know with the mesh in the back and everything yes. uh-huh. and uh I just distinctly remember that they had to change the radiator at the side of, of the road and I was just standing there. I don't know what age it was. This could have been maybe 94 or 95. So it would have only been seven or eight. And um, they had no water then to fill the radiator. But this is why I keep saying this Galway, because Galway was always renowned for flooding. Yes. And I just remember uh, my father or somebody, some of the guys being hung over the wall, like to basically gather up water in, like, in a five litre can. That was in a flooded field. Yes. You know? Just and then they're like dangling them over the wall to, to fill a bucket or whatever. And then hailing he, the water into the into <laughs> the, the radiator at the, the, the new radiator and away uh, I can't remember if to finish or not, but the uh-huh. car went and Yes. Probably completely mangled at the front with no grill, no headlamps usual. And uh-huh. away, but that was a common occurrence. Thing. Of course, but, uh, you kept them in the rally. That, that was me. Thinking. I just distinctly remembered for some reason. I don't yes. know why. I, I probably didn't even know what was going on, but I just remember <laughs> this whole chaos and people being dangled over a wall yes. and a bucket of water. And uh-huh. I probably didn't know what was happening, but that's that was that's my first memory of motorsport, to be honest uh-huh. with you. So what whenever you it's in the
0: yeah. blood, it's in the blood. Yeah. Absolutely. So then like, whenever you got your license. Like was it always going to be rallying? Like was there an interest in football or GA or nothing really at that stage?
1: Yeah, there was. Um, I suppose the same as any young lad growing up in a country environment. You you go to school and you you go you join the local clubs, which is the GA Gaelic football. Played Gaelic football right up. I played for for our own local team, club team Curran and Scotts House, and then also played for Largy College and Clonus up until like minor. I think I played some minor matches, but. I remember um, we were playing a match in Duhamlet. People in Monon will know where it is. I don't know, it could have been under 16 game or something. And the same time, uh, Monon Rally was on in the Glencarn Hotel in Castle It was a Saturday evening match. And my father probably brought me to the match after the after the work or whatever. Um, but I just remember uh, you could see on you just the main road and you see all the rally cars being towed to the scrutineering. On the Saturday evening, and I was more interested in what cars were going on the main road than it was in the match. So <laughs> I think my father knew at that point that this boy is never going to be destined to be a footballer. He's going, to, he's going to be more interested in that. But I did keep playing on for a while. But yeah, once I got me licensed, once I got the with the, the license, I could start competing. And it was, mm-hmm. that was say goodbye to football. But but I must say, yeah, like right from the very very beginning, like you know, that's all I was ever interested. in. I was hooked. Um, and Andrew Grennan, and then met met him with Andrew. And as my father was competing, like, my father did do rallies as well. He, he um, he stuck carries for from he was a teenager right up until you know the noughties. Mm-hmm. And then another you know, thing that happened was so, my father's originally from Carrie Crow, which is outside of my veil. but anyways, there was a Carrie Crow sports day thing that and because my father and my uncles and a lot of people in the locality were used to stock car racing, which at the time, this is like back in the mid 90s, used to be just in a field. You just got a random farmer's field and he cut the silage on it uh-huh. and you go racing for the day. Yes. But anyway, it's the Carrick Road Festival. My father got landed with the job of organizing stock car racing for the day. And um, this went on for a few years. So this is like in the mid 90s, maybe 94, 95, 96. This was just, wouldn't be much organization to it. No? Like, <laughs> my father would be like
0: pick a, a field, <laughs>
1: you know, a line out to a circle, keep the service area in the middle. And make sure there was some sort of you know, element of safety there were a driver wore a helmet and a seatbelt and maybe yeah. you had to put a, a door bar in so sort if of, someone hit you aside, you know, you had some chance but
0: mm-hmm.
1: complete another chaos, you know, we can imagine but anyways, it was there to raise a lot of money Maybe when of like a favour into the gate and there's a bit of crack but yeah. I'm pretty sure Jared McCarron has videos of it And mm-hmm. but anyways, where I'm from now where my father, you know, he, he moved into my mother's family or married into my mother's family and they we, we lived in Scott's house and then um, my father being generous like he is and my family that's just sort of kind of us we end up going to then up going to like a, a local committee meeting and the church the chapel roof was falling down and needed new windows and the school needed this stuff so decided to do this big fundraiser thing anyways. but my father made the, <laughs> he'd probably tell you foolishly he made the suggestion about geez, you know what's a good money spinner is the stock carries? And so like, this is when I was maybe only 9 or 10. We didn't know at the time. He suggested to me, oh, yeah. that's a great idea, because nobody else had a clue how to raise money. <laughs> Next thing we know, Scotts' Stock Car Racing was born. Um, they used the local quarry, Scotts' house quarries, as it is now. And it was disused at the time. But um, so, like, I don't know, from, like, 97 through to 2001, there was Stock Car Racing every second Sunday in Scots house. Right. And end uh, ended up being really, really popular. Like, you know, I'm not saying single-handedly, but I know... Yeah the money that was raised in that qu- in that quarry from the stock racing was the main source of the revenue that like put a new roof on the local chapel mm-hmm. got all new windows in mm-hmm. put an extension on the school and stuff and yeah. my father was probably one of the main driving forces a committee of guys, you know all course, the stock yeah. racing guys Yeah, and mm-hmm. uh so, yeah, as I say, next thing I was doing junior stock car racing at 10 years old, you know, so you knowing one toe yeah. to crawl initially. Uh-huh. You, know, you, you used to have to have a passenger. Um, you probably, I don't know if you know John Kelly, but John Kelly was a white twin cam. Oh, yeah, from yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. John Kelly, white, for some reason, he was doing stock race at the time, and somehow or another, he ended up being my chaperone. You had to have a chaperone which in the junior okay. races. The only difference was you had a kill switch so that if you couldn't drive, they could kill the car before you crashed, probably. but but John was my chaperone for for a season or two of junior racing, and then I remember doing thirteen hundred. It was all CC, so you'd have 1,316 two liter, mm-hmm. or whatever. And then yes. be like bang, banger races and all this and ladies races. Mm-hmm. My mother raced, and my auntie Patricia. She mm-hmm. sorry, we only we knew it was Patricia there in July, but she mm-hmm. she, she was got uh, to stock car racing ladies champion for a couple of years. My mother was mm-hmm. second or third. Mm-hmm. So it's just it's just steep in motorsport. Like yes. So mm-hmm. I didn't really have any other choice in the world. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and as I say, then my father, then also, well, he had sort of PJ given up at this age. Like, PJ had graduated up to like a PJ and Colin went to Sierra Cosworths up until like 96, done a few rallies, but PJ then he had. The, uh, him and Amri had pubs and stuff And then they ended up going out foreign I think out to Israel or somewhere So the rallying mm-hmm. stopped But mm-hmm. my uncle Colin started sitting with Des were then Like up until, you know, in the sleek you Remember the, oh, yeah, the exhaust yeah, Mikhail sleek and stuff yeah. So mm-hmm. Colin was a handy enough navigator But yeah, then family, you know Families and everything started And so course, they had these yeah. bikes at the it on the head but, uh,
0: mm-hmm.
1: but yeah, my father competed a few times In PJ's cars whenever PJ wasn't using them mm-hmm. He also rented, I think for his 40th birthday He rented Mick McQuaid's Escort in the ninety nine, which would have been a good fit car. I think it was an mm-hmm. ex-Cattle Rogers car. Yeah. you uh, no two-liter red top 15-inch wheels, proper car, like mm-hmm. yeah. and then he, he rented Barney Barney McKenna's uh, Brian McKenna's G4 Escorts. Um not sure what car that was now, but yeah, mm-hmm. good fit yeah. cars. And yeah. And then he yeah, around the end of the around the time of the I wasn't technically good at the stage, but uh, Stock creation finished up then. The money was raised, and of course, then you see insurance and everything started getting in, so the whole thing was getting out of hand. So yeah. just knocked it on the head. So mm-hmm. good good fears. years That's probably where I learned most of me, yeah, most your, of me yeah, all that stuff. It's loose, all loose surface Like, but you have been mm-hmm. ordinary road tires, standard cars, and you know, it was just a bit of crack, like, but yeah. it was great. It was just it was probably a fantastic little proving ground, you know, and relatively cheap. Um mm-hmm. But at the time, then my father ended up then building a like a rallycross spec Escort. We had discovered in Latin Quarry Cross at the time, so I think okay. Calvin Motor Club at Latin Quarry Cross, which is only about literally thirty minutes from from my home house, like. Okay. So we discovered this probably around the same time, and definitely late late noughties, early nineties, and you know, my father then built an Escort for that because he had loads of old Escort bits spent laying around. Yes, he actually used to race. That's I think he used to race. If you ever talking to Shane McGuire, my father and Shane McGuire used to race up in Clabby, <laughs> stock car racing, uh-huh. oh, from like early, for probably from the late 80s up early, early 90s. Dad had a two-liter Pinto escort, and a few other guys, there was a guy called JJ McGuire and uh-huh.
0: um,
1: another McCaffrey guy. There were two yellow escorts still by, and in the escort, and Shane McGuire had a frame. Right. I can't remember what engine he had in it, but wee, one of these like homemade frames they call that, uh-huh. uh, like a stock, like you know, like the hot rod stock car type of thing. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. You know, yeah. One of them the engine was in the back But... But mm-hmm. There's no, um, I remember distinctly Shane to no front brakes because there's no weight over the front axle, <laughs> so you yeah. only had back brakes. But they used to have mighty races up there, like I, I remember watching it now. But, um, yeah, so as I say, I don't know, I just don't, I don't think I ever had any other choice under the no. sport or driving it, you know. So there's never really,
0: yeah. <laughs> the. that's, that's I, the way I, I go it might not be blood that's running through your Castro GTX, but the sound of that, yeah, isn't it?
1: So. I would say so, <laughs> yeah. yeah,
0: yeah, honestly. So, so was it always driving, or did you do some co-driving at
1: the start? No, code co-drove at the start. Um because when you're start when you're younger, like when you're starting out, you don't have driving license and stuff. Uh-huh. But anyways, um, well, I'll tell you a story now, I probably shouldn't tell you, but I'll tell you anyways. Um so <laughs> another local lad, uh, my father very friendly with Lorcan Kennedy, He's still a big part of our team as well. Um Lorcan uh, well, this was all going on. Night navigations were happening as well, I should say. So, PJ mm-hmm. Wood's wife, Anne-Marie she drove night navigations, and Noel Hall sat with her. Back when, like, they're the proper, like, it was basically like a, like a group one escort, like a two liter non arts escort, you know, proper, mm-hmm. just proper rally cars. Like back mm-hmm. when you could have proper rally cars doing it, and my father looked after that car as well. But, anyways. So we are always steep in late navigations as well. But we never competed in them. It was only like when PJ was doing it. and But they'd be up past the house, you know, you'd have Andy Mackerel locally and mm-hmm. Damien Hagen, Arthur Cairns, so all these guys, Trevor Farrell. He had the left-hand drive green escort, like you never miss it, like the lane mm-hmm. green one. Uh-huh. And, um, anyways, Lorcan was into navigations as well, and he had bought a, a 205, a two a a 205 GTA 1.9 one, and he needed a navigator, so sure he was keen as mustard. And He'd arranged then for Noel Hall to get me less. So we, we went up to Noel Hall's house probably the end of this is the winter of 2001, up three or four times. Learned this was before like Modern Motor Club were probably doing lake navigations classes, mm-hmm. you know, they started in afterwards. But yeah. so got learned the whole how to do plot, you know, how to do the plotting, you know, on the Northern Survey maps and yes. explain the whole thing about the time and everything else. But in the meantime, myself and luck and dad were building up to 205. And next thing came around to the January navigation. So Modern Motor Club runs four navigations and, mm-hmm. um, then we discovered... So I was only 14 at the time. And you're not allowed to have a navigator's license until you're 16. So like we've done all this, put all this effort in. Uh-huh. done the whole class and everything else. And sure, being the pure chances that we are, I just lashed in that I was born in 1885. Or, or I just changed
0: the... the, the yeah.
1: No, no. You know, didn't consider the consequence at all. And um, so I wanted to do navigation. So I, I was a 14-year-old, let I was 16. Uh-huh. And uh, I was... Turned out then, very start of the year, Lorcan didn't know what IRDS was. He wasn't able to get his license. So I ended up doing the navigation with my father out of Bally Bay in Monaghan. Uh-huh. Uh, that was January 2012. Or January 20, 2002. Uh-huh. That was my first event. And the first night out, we won, won the novice class. So we got fifth overall. Somehow or another, don't, don't ask me how. Remember, I remember Arthur Cairns, Arthur Cairns and Gareth uh, Gareth Began won it.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Um, but there was real bad fog that night. And sure. We didn't know any better, but I was just reading off the map and we decided not to do any plot and bash. I think what ended up happening was anyone that done the plot and bash got completely lost. Okay. And um, actually, we were worse off. So uh-huh. if you didn't do the plot and bash at all, you were probably better off. Better uh-huh. was the guess for us. Yes. So, um, yeah, that's how it started. Eventually, Lorcan got his license sorted. But Myself, my father started signing up for the championship money. So, me and Lurkin went on like the Calvin navigation in the Midlands. I got completely lost, didn't know like where we were, disaster. Couldn't me and Lurkin just didn't get on. Uh And then, not not that I get on that well with my father either in the car, but um, we ended up doing like two or three years of navigations, you know, Uh because obviously I didn't have a driving license. Um, But, anyways, I should tell you later on, then when I did pass my driving test, I just thought it'd be simple, just Put the different date on the uh, on the license form. So oh, it yes, your uh-huh. normal date of birth. But your sure, motor island obviously all the records. And oh. uh, I, ended, I actually ended up doing a, I got a month suspension. <laughs> and yeah, I got called up in front of the motor island stewards and all, and said like, I didn't realise it, but you sure, of course the insurance uh-huh. application, case. Everything else, if I, oh, I had yeah. been involved in accidents or anything else, or I wouldn't have been covered. And yes. So like, Jesus Christ, I, it could have been a bad handling, but we got away with it. But I didn't get away with it at the same time. I think. Uh-huh. Yeah, Whenever I was doing it, I ended up missing a couple of rallies. Like, you know, whenever I could have done my first month on rally. So I did pay the price. price foolish yes. enough. Uh-huh. A foolish enough thing. So yeah. I missed, missed, missed my first month. I might have got a three month ban, actually. <laughs> a three month ban when I was 17, like, from Australia, for nine uh-huh. of my age. Not many people know that. No. I've <laughs> listened to your other podcasts, and people are telling stories. And I think yeah. it's harmless enough. Like, oh, yeah. thankfully, mm-hmm. it's harmless enough. You know, in hindsight. In ah,
0: hindsight, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: but <laughs> I was competing at 14 when I shouldn't have been. Like, uh, I wouldn't advise it to anybody. But,
0: no. <laughs> so your first, yeah. time, first time then getting behind the wheel, um, Monaghan Forest rather.
1: Yeah. Was so it, this was. Your memories from that day? So yeah, I should probably rewind back a bit. Um, so at this point, we had met Andrew in secondary school, oh, um, oh, yes.
0: uh-huh.
1: and I knew Andrew's uncles, you know, Kieran McGorman and Finton, and you know they would have been all very friendly with Andy Michael, the whole guys in the navigation scene. And Andrew would have been going similar to myself, you know, with his uncles to the navigations, mm-hmm. and then I recognised him. I didn't know the guy, recognised him in secondary school, and struck up a conversation. And the rest was history, as it were. Yeah. So, me mm-hmm. and Andrew's plan was to take over, be the next Colin McRae and Nicky Grace at the time. <laughs> Take over the world. And, um, yeah, as I say, we were lucky enough that my father had, like, the makings probably of two or three more, two escorts laying around the house. And, you know, mm-hmm. we, we built a car basically ourselves, you know, literally done everything, like, from mm-hmm. uh, a road car shell type of thing, stripped it done the fabrication like put in the link boxes the diff tunnels gearbox tunnels yeah. turrets mm-hmm. the whole thing you know we've done this all ourselves li- literally learned how to weld like, oh, building nice. this it, wasn't, it wasn't tidy don't, no. don't it wasn't far from a work of art like but uh, but anyways yeah, and then it had to be 1600 so we had built a 1600 push engine four speed quay, english axle in the back you know princess callipers Everything second-hand, you know, hand-me-downs, okay. like, from the likes of Arthur Cairns and Trevor Lancashire, and my father had bits, and, you know, yeah. but Jesus Christ, like, we were building the car, and we are 15 years old, like, you know, uh-huh. to, like, I started driving on, in Latin Quarry when I was 16, so,
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah, so I started doing Quarry Cross events and all that kind of stuff before we were going rallying, but, okay, you know, so I was doing... Uh, whatever any events we could, like every single you know, myself and Andrew and my father and everything, I got sponsors and everything, but every single, like, worked every hour God sent, like my father was working for Michael at the time, and I was a Saturday job there and mm-hmm. working for Garrett McCullough, helping him, engineering and I, foolishly, I don't know if I was foolish or not, but every single penny I earned went into, into the rally yard. Yard. Yeah. Yep, yeah and yeah. every every minute the God sent was going into the rally yard, like, probably to the detriment of my schoolwork and everything else, but mm-hmm. anyways it was we eventually got to the point where we, after after served me ban, we could do a rally. <laughs> so I think Andrew and so that uh, Andrew was mad for going rally, and the car was ready for the Monon rally. So I think Andrew and Dad done a few rallies actually to get Andrew okay. started navigating. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then eventually when I got me was got me license back, <laughs> we done the modern fire style so in 05. but uh, didn't get very far. Complete disaster. Like around the quarry cross events, it was fine. Like we were just running, you know, distributor, you know, like to the normal engines, you know, like a. Uh-huh you didn't have electric ignition or anything out there and like you know doing Latin two or three minutes was fine, but like you know, everything was very, very, you know, clubman spec, very I much. So.
0: Gets,
1: uh, uh, so like I think we got half through the second stage and the car had stopped, the uh, coil packed up or something, and right. not a good not a good memory, and it was non-finished to start with, you know, in the uh-huh. first proper event. But and I don't, like we weren't you no know, second-hand tires, second hand everything, you know. The car was probably even on I don't know what suspensions and there could have been four different bills <laughs> in the god knows. <laughs>
0: Just whatever he's going to
1: do. That doing. was yeah, that was O five. That was Monday, fires O five. So I don't know, whatever. Seventeen or maybe just uh-huh. turned eighteen. But that was the plan. Me and Andrew were going to. That was the job. Just, just mm-hmm. committing as many events as we could afford to do. So that was where it started. You know,
0: mm-hmm. I like, as you said there, Andrew played such a vital part in your career, the progression. of all, like probably you wouldn't have got to the level you got without Andrew, really.
1: No, definitely not. Um, as I say, like Andrew used to like after secondary school, Andrew lived a couple of miles over in the, over in a Habog, over, over not that far from where like Arthur Cairns is from in these days. And my father used to come past there on the way back from work, so every evening, like around half six, Andrew would get collected. Uh, we try and get our homeworks done. Not that Andrew did any homework from school, but <laughs> try and get our homeworks done or whatever. Then my father would collect them on the way home after dinner, and then uh-huh. we'd spend we'd stay. From seven o'clock to probably ten o'clock every night, we'd work on the car after mm-hmm. school for whatever length of time it took. And then my father would run him back home. Like, you know, that's it's supposed to show you how dedicated my father was to the okay. thing as well. Like, you know, yes. running the roads with us.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and then as I suppose I we finished we didn't leave inserts and all that stuff, and Andrew went to work and I ended up going to college then his Lego. And I suppose around that time we were doing we started doing like this is maybe oh six, oh seven, we started doing like junior rallies and we graduated then up to doing done like the border championship and mm-hmm. give the national championship a lash in class 10. <clears throat> and, uh, yeah, when I was in college there in Sligo, like it was impossible for me nearly to, I, d- I did go up and down the road quite a bit, like I had a, a, mm-hmm. had a car on the road and stuff, you know, but only for Andrew doing all the organization and dad and Andrew doing a lot of the work on the car. And, you know, mm-hmm. he always looked after the paperwork side and entries, like only for that, whenever he would have got off the ground, like it wouldn't no. happen. So
0: mm-hmm. if
1: Andrew wasn't on the scene and the like, or, or anyone like him, um, certainly wouldn't be talking to you. There, was no, saying. that's
0: what you're right, The wheels wouldn't have kept turning. So, like, then, yeah. as you said, like, 07, 08, like, things were, were starting to, you know, progress, you know, you're starting to pick up class awards, you know, maybe podiums, A you know, I think you actually won a class or, you know, along the way and all. Yeah, so,
1: like, I, Yeah, I think so, like, I suppose all, all, always, like, even when they're doing the, there was like Junior Autocross Championship, it, it sort of became apparent that, uh, you know, I had something anyways, you know, mm-hmm. I was able to Drive a car reasonably fast and reasonably consistently, and mm-hmm. yeah, string together like maybe a junior autocross championship up in Latin and maybe getting the odd overall win up in Kinelec and the loose surface and stuff. And you know, in a the car, they probably shouldn't sure have been doing it, you know, racing against guys with bigger cars. And mm-hmm. you know, so we sort of had an inkling like there might have been something there, but you know, my father was willing to back us, you know, to a certain degree, and a couple yeah. of local guys were sponsors, but but yeah, like we. Done a few junior, it took us a while to get the car sorted to be up the rally spec, you know, we had to put electronic, uh, you know, ignition on it, get proper dampers and springs. And, mm-hmm. But I must say, actually, we had a bad accident in 06 in Sligo Junior Rally, first stage, um, which is sort of the reason why I stopped. we started writing our own notes. This is the other thing, this is how seriously we took it, me and Seth took it, like we started writing our own notes like in 06, like, right. we'd only done a handful of rallies. But I just had this, I'll tell you what it was actually. It was because I navigated. I, I navigated with Garth McCullough and actually Jim McKenna right. Done like five or six events um before I started driving, proper stages rally events. Mm-hmm. Um like, like Leximana and Calvin and Castle uh, Castle Rally and
0: mm-hmm. Northeast
1: stages and all these kind of rallies, Airlingus, uh, Local enough events to us, and um so I learned what I learned how about notes, that's how I learned about notes, you know. Mm-hmm. Um but at the time, it was only Ever Patterson's notes, you know, which yep. is fine. It was great, but uh-huh. so Garrett used to use descriptive, and Jim McKenna used numbers, and I started calling descriptive. And I know my father used descriptive, and a lot of the older guys used descriptive notes, and that's what I always used. And mm-hmm. for whatever reason, it just sat, it just sat with me well. Whenever I called the numbers, I never could never figure it out. But um, but anyways, the point I'm trying to make is with a bad accident, I had this. Everything was flat. The car had no power. <laughs> <laughs> the car had no power. Uh, we were eighteen stone, mad. Uh-huh. Couldn't go fast enough. And yeah. and he was I had This like would would it be like a three rate right, to a lot of people, or a fast medium rate right, through a crossroads with a kick jump on it? Uh-huh. And like we were only four speed, so you're coming up to it flat and forth which you're of course doing there. Eki, I said there's a line on that there. We can take that flat. So Andrew put it down as flat. The next thing. <laughs> we came up to Nannibus, never lifted, car left the road, hit, I don't know what it hit, hit a wall on the left hand side, people were saying she's not looking up the road, I don't know, like we're flat in fourth gear, so you can imagine we're probably yeah. doing about 85 mil, it wasn't that fast, like, no, it, was, it, was not fast. Far, it was much too fast, but uh, people that were there and they said that the back panel of the car was touched, t- touched the telephone wires, that's how far up in the air we were, and she's done like a cartwheel in the air, and, Yes. I don't know what we should finish up with. The shell was wrecked. That was the one that we had spent our whole
0: I you know, like our teenage,
1: <laughs> our teenage innocence building this car, and the car was in bits, like a banana. Um, so that was all sick. So we got away thankfully with it. You know, it was a massive accident. Like the car was yeah. completely wrecked, like a, an airplane crash. But <laughs> but ever since that, then I said, look, I'm going to have to put more effort into my notes here. So we said we'd uh, we'd start writing our own notes and we started practicing all this stuff. Yeah. But anyway,s yeah, so. I suppose the start of 07, then we started, we got the new, the new. we got a shell, Dad got some ropey old shell somewhere and put it together. And um, that was that 8813 AD. Went down to me own, a wing and a prayer job, uh, and somehow or another won the class down there. Um, we had registered for the border, and then we went to Monon, won the class in Monon. And then I think Calvin Rally... I don't know what happened, but I know we were racing. There was a couple of class ten guys. Where, you know, we had Martin Tyne and Kieran and the wee black horse. You had Adrian Fox. You had mm-hmm. Adrian Foley. A couple of local guys who'd done the Border Championships. These boys went hard. Like yeah. you know, to, beat, to beat these boys in class ten,
0: you, you had to well. be on, on it. Like yeah.
1: yeah, and it was great competition. And you know that that's probably the whole secret to Irish motorsport. Why people can go anywhere and be fast because no matter what class you're in, you have to to be competitive. You have to be on your game. You have to have mm-hmm. the right equipment. And you need to have your work done in your notes. Like you can't just turn up and expect the result to happen. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't matter if you're at the top end of the sport or you're in class. You know, and class four, class or whatever, whatever, yeah, class nine. Them boys are on the door handles. Like you know, to win mm-hmm. in the class, and it's every bit as much as ever. It probably goes in this as, as people who mm-hmm. are winning the rally. But anyway,s yeah. So yeah, I suppose we started. I remember at the time, I think we had four class wins in a row or something, and we're down in Galway. And at the same time, the cow was still pure, like ropey enough, you know, but. Mm-hmm. At this stage, we were sort of convinced that there was probably something more chasing here. Like, you know, we sort of we're, I'm taking it a bit more seriously. And yeah. we ended up then, uh, we started in midway through 2007. We, we got a proper shell. We got a, it was actually an ex-Prep Fab shell. It was a brand new shell uh-huh. out of England. Um, bought it off Raymond Donnelly uh, up in Oma. Mm-hmm. And it was already painted. That's the reason why the cars, and we started yellow. We fathered this thing about the Jordan, oh, yeah, yeah, you know, the uh-huh. Canary Yellow, Jordan mm-hmm. Yellow. So yes. we started out yellow, and canary yellow it was. It was a wild looking colour, but it was yellow anyways
0: That's, so it was There was
1: too my father was painting the car in the shed. Yeah. He didn't know much change, no matter. He mixed the paint, mixed the paint up. But anyways, so the car was bought painted blues. That's why we end up. Blue.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Yeah, but uh, yeah. So we finished out the season. I can't remember. We we started, decided to do, do the national, but we're having some good runs. But I remember we end up. We went to Clare. Um. Further, we went down and Adrian Foley was also he had consistently sort of got top three. So like we did a win the class or been it you know, that was sort of way like we put the off the road in Calvin and
0: mm-hmm.
1: same thing. and the thing I remember was that we were doing the Clare stage rally in 07, um class ten, we're leading the class, we're having a mighty run. Like I remember Anthony Halloran was out in the manta a couple of some of these boys. I think we were sitting like top five. Two wheel drive times pissing uh-huh. piss and rain, like so like power advantage was nothing. Uh-huh. But sure, we were just so mad, like you know. Yeah. And then like on the second last stage for no reason at all, winning the class by probably a mile, ended up like far too fast, cutting out a bit of gravel, landed the car upside down into like a nearly it was more or less a river, like right. Uh upside down in there, had to get lifted out with a crane and disaster. Like oh. through the whole championship away, just being so mad. Like, but uh-huh. you know, I was more concerned at that stage about being fast than it was about championship, for anything else. But yeah, was like. A- yeah. Mm-hmm. But that was the same day Colin McRae was killed, actually.
0: Right.
1: And there was the stage. I don't know if it's anything to do it or not, but uh-huh. it was the word started coming through that he had just been killed in the helicopter accident. Uh-huh. And then the ne- next thing I know, we're upside down in the fucking drain. Like, so yes. I don't know if that had anything to do with it, but he was my hero. Like, you know, uh-huh. so it probably did subconsciously have some effect Something. on me. But uh-huh. and it was that's just it never, it never leaves your mind. We we're sitting at the start line that stage, and the word started coming through that McRae had been killed. Uh-huh. Next thing I know, we're upside down <laughs> in the fucking train. <laughs> <You> <laughs> but we couldn't out. get out of the car. The doors oh. are jammed. Aye, Jeez, boy, geez. And then the smell of petrol starts coming in. Oh. And the thing about it was, like we were jammed in the car. You can hear the cars come past, but nobody knew we were there. Oh, we eventually, I don't run, know. Run. Andrew got out somehow. Right? He had to clamber between the seats. I think he made a kick to okay. the back window of the car. And then you're standing in the water. Right. But we eventually got out of the car then. But oh, I was a holy handling to get her yeah. out. Uh, we had to get a teleporter and lift her out. And, uh-huh. But anyways, we finish out the championship. Adrian Foley was from Bally Hayes uh, mm-hmm. He more or less had the championship wrapped up. There was the option of going down to it must have been the, uh, the Fastnet Rally.
0: Uh-huh.
1: So if we had to go to the Fastnet Rally, we would have to beat. I think we were going to have to win the class, and Adrian was going to have to finish fourth. Okay. So I remember we called him calling over to the house, and he asked us like dentists are open or whatever. And sure, like we we were trying to fix the car, you know. And mm-hmm. he was saying, "I going like I'm not trying to be smart." He said, "I can't afford to go to Cork." Yeah. He says and. Looks like you shan't, and then we just made a gentleman's agreement for, that wouldn't, uh, wouldn't, wouldn't, he wouldn't it, go, uh-huh. yeah. And he, he ended up winning the national class. And I don't know, we got second or something in the class that year, or whatever. But uh-huh. we at the same time, we had the, the Blue Yoke coming up the uh-huh. pipeline. So I don't know, we've done a few more rallies that year, and then the Blue Yoke came on the Pinto, which started winning uh-huh. the Pinto then yeah. sequential and big breaks, all proper stuff. Then you know,
0: uh-huh. and like you know, the one event that stands out that you know, uh, that year was Donegal. Like I think was it? Yeah, it's so nice. Aye, like Jesus, unbelievable. You know, your first time competing in Donegal, and certain times all through the weekend, I think the fifth overall just where to finish up. You know, this yeah. is the, this was the 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 hype, the height of the, the class fourteen, class thirteen yeah, guys.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was always a dream to do Donegal. Like myself and Andrew would have spent many nights uh, night watching the uh, you know the the twenty five year celebration video, like for, yeah. done from. Uh-huh. Was it nineteen seventy two to nineteen nineteen uh, whatever seven, six, seven, seven. Eight, six, eight, seven, I Remember watching eight, seven. we would have watched that a hundred times. I would say. Uh-huh. So like Donegal rally was steeped like uh, you know when you we, and we've upskirted and everything else. But and he was got the opportunity to do. There's done a few other rallies that year at good runs as well. But Donegal mm-hmm. then, um, yeah, not without with, without his dramas. Like I think we had the change of clutch in the first service up in Carndonagh or somewhere, and silly things like they got there. But yeah. Kept a fairly good steady pace the whole weekend and never put a mark on the car. I remember, I think Wesley Patterson won that year. Um, Brian Brogan, these guys, Damon Gallagher, like top three or something like that. But I remember someone commenting that the five cars in the top top five we were fifth in the national. There wasn't wasn't a mark on any of the five cars and the right. pace were at the whole weekend. I just uh-huh. remember that for some reason. Yes, but yeah, but then the next next the next rally after it was Sligo. This is our, our second biggest second big accident. Well, this is probably the biggest accident I've ever had. Um what we started to realize was I was able to drive the car beyond the car's limits. Okay. This is the problem. Right. Um so we went to Sligo and then and he was going into the last loop of stages where we were laying of all behind Adrian McLean and an SCH Subaru and um what do you call him? John Price in the Metro. Like right. no business being there at all. Like, uh-huh. you know, total madness. And then what happened was there was rain. It was it was dry sort of all day and then it came rain and we decided that we'd take two spares because it looked like it was going to piss rain. So two spare wheels in the back. But anyways, there was this real bumpy section. It was, it shouldn't have been flat at all, but I was taking it flat like uh, in the Pinto. And uh, should I, and, like, you, know, we hear this, you hear this uh, phrase, you know, the car was only touching the road in places, but it literally mm-hmm. was like, it was stone mad. Like, it no sense to it, but, Yeah, you're just literally like swinging it. Like there was pure luck probably more than anything. But, but anyways... What I didn't realize by putting an extra 25 kilos in the back of the car would upset the. So mm-hmm. hit this. Came, I came out of flat as usual and never left me toe. Next thing, big jump, and the, the back of the car just flew into the air. She so landed on her nose. We reckon we hit it. So the car went into the hedge on the left hand side, but there was a tree stump. And the tree stump basically came in at the front left chassis leg, right through the car. We must have hit it about 90 miles an hour. And Andrews braced himself on the footrest, and basically the foot uh, the stump came through the footrest. And Andrew instantly broke his ankle. Not that he knew at the time. Oh, uh-huh. This is on the second last stage, like, and we were sitting through the overall, uh-huh. still madly. Like. And in the adrenaline, and everything else, sure, the car was wrecked, and there was only a couple hundred meters down to the junction. But the, I think the car, the stage was sort of partially blocked, but the car pulled in off the road, and we uh-huh. ran down, ran down to the junction, and because it was, it was really fast the intersection, and the car uh-huh. was wrecked, so we we're there, sort of licking our wounds. But we all, a couple of people, ran up to us to see where we were okay, and we all ran down to the junction about two hundred meters. So you can imagine, the like, Andrew got out of the car,
0: uh-huh.
1: ran two hundred meters down to the junction, yeah. and then when the adrenaline wore off and we're licking our wounds mm. under stitches, my ankle's not right. You anyway, know, the next thing we realize, you end up going having to go to the hospital. he's he, uh, to this day he has five five self-tappers in his ankle and his heel, <laughs> <laughs> holding it together. And the car was wrecked. The uh-huh. car was total write-off. Yeah. Uh, so back, you know, within the space of. Uh, you know, in the space of 12 months we were reshelling again like yeah. so it was just uh-huh. ridiculous thing. and then th- that's when the cost started to get spiraling but,
0: uh-huh. but
1: ultimately what we realised was that the car was great and the Pinto class looked like we could you know, ma- you know we were well ahead of them boys were beating class 13, matching class 14 cars a lot, uh-huh. and beating them a lot of times so uh, we realised we needed to start upgrading the car to try and match what, what I was trying to do okay. so uh-huh. that's what we started doing then 2010 then we got the well, Sorry, towards the end of 09, mm-hmm. we got must have got the Chiari shell right quick. Yeah, we did. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> so it was Celtic Tiger, I don't know, but anyway, it was another shell. And um, yeah, we were in partner partner up with Desmond Ward at the time, uh-huh. we getting a lot of parts of him and stuff. And dad would have known him quite well. <clears throat> and uh, he had these Honda engine project. he had that silver escort, if you remember the two point, oh, yeah, one. yeah, yes.
0: Uh-huh.
1: And he was trying to get a two liter engine off the ground. So he approached us to see what we try and maybe try this two-liter engine. So we did. But uh so this is the modern mini stages rally. Remember mm-hmm. Desi Keenan ran it? Oh, um yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. two stages and so plan was to go to hit. So we ended we we're seated number three, Everyone's going granically. Like We've done some testing with this new engine, Everyone's going great. But then then like at scrutiny and something happened. Uh, I can't remember what it was now. So electronics, anyways. Uh, I think the alternator or something got fried and okay. it blew, blew out, we had digital dash in, blew out the whole digital dash car. was This is like six o'clock on a Saturday evening mm-hmm. at the Hillgrove Hotel, parking the car in Park Fermi. But anyways, <laughs> my father knew that Garrett McCullough had a real good spec car. That car, Barry McKenna owns it now. Like um, Gareth had one, you new know, the northeast mini stages and a few rallies mm-hmm. in it but Garrett wasn't doing the rally at the time and the yeah. car was sitting ready to rally so he just lifted the phone around yard well he hires the car yeah. he hired it to us like probably you no know, didn't get insurance or anything sort yeah. of. so I had to remember like uh, Damien Hagen bringing the mm-hmm. car down and I don't know how we got scrutiny I think it was Pat Tarrant or someone came and scrutinized the car Said said Hillgrove at right. 10 o'clock at night right. got, the, got the numbers pulled off air you can put it on it's just the last minute so yeah. had to bring back it was about 6 foot 5 had to bring the car back to Hagen's garage and <laughs> slide the forward, seat forward as far as we could so first time I drove the car was back in parked it and parked it for a minute just the road speed Yes. and then we went to the mini stage but we had done a real good recce all this drama happened after the recce and everything but then, yeah. but remember then we were seated number three I think Mac McKenna was first on the road and Aidan Heather was second on the road Aidan <laughs> probably won't thank me for telling you this story <laughs> but <laughs> Oh, we were just fired up, like, you know, yeah. the car was more or less the same spec. It was in 13-inch wheels, five-speed council. only that it had a two-liter Vauxhall in it. Yes. So, and I had tested the other Honda thing, and there wasn't much difference in the two. The car was more or less identical to what we had. Uh-huh. But anyways, uh, started off in the first stage, and just everything just clicked, like, and we were in the zone, and, like, half to the stage, we'd caught and passed Heatherington, which uh-huh. he, he remembers it now. Like, you just, uh-huh. he just, he, he calls us, like, he called us after that, he nicknamed us the Baby-Faced Assassins. <laughs> because <laughs> we caught him past him, Nick and he just couldn't fucking believe it to be honest oh, with you yeah. um, I think we were 22 seconds quicker than anybody on the stage or sure. uh-huh. it was only four stages was only two stages done two twice, done twice. Uh-huh. yeah and Ed Callan was there and Connor I think Connor Harving and Ed O'Callaghan finished second overall but yeah. or maybe sorry John O'Donnell maybe it was actually oh
0: okay.
1: uh-huh. yeah uh, we had the work done on the first stage it was just a matter of keeping on the road won one that uh-huh. and then we got we got the uh, there was issues then with that two-liter engine, Honda engine, and then we mm-hmm. got the 2.4. does actually give us the 2.4 engine to go into Wexford, but uh-huh. we didn't finish. Something happened again. I think a coil or something packed up. Okay. And then we done the Castle Hellfire Rally, mm-hmm. finished second overall. To Gary the guy Jennings piss and pissing rain. He had that black Evo at the time. He had a oh, good run right there.
0: Uh-huh.
1: And then Kieran Tainan, a good friend of Jeff and Andrew's, he got married that year. And as a Christmas present, Andrew had given Kieran for giving me a seat. So we were seated number one in the Sligo mini stages, and Kieran sat on for the first time. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's in-car of it was in car over there somewhere, but you'll notice that the dash, we still even hadn't got the dash fixed. The dash was still born out in the car. Literally driving blind, and it was, I think, with a gear indicator on the dash, but like, you know, just. And it was, we got around it and we won that as well. But then, yeah, over the winter, then we built the car into the 15 inch car, and the, the Millington mm-hmm. arrived. Yes. So yeah, and then suppose so uh, finally sort of had a car under me then that I wasn't fit to drive. <laughs> you know, I had to go back to learn how to drive. It
0: sort of yeah, because everybody says the first time you get into like a Mullington, that just takes your breath away. You know, you've heard all the stories. You you know you. It's picked... not even the
1: first time. If you get <laughs> every time you get into <laughs> it, you, you could you could drive one all day and you still get into it and take for up the road and you right. still. You'd still struggle Respect, to get uh, and, Yes. Yeah, it's just unbelievable.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but yeah. So for some reason, I don't even know why, we decided to do Galway International. We started to do the international rallies for for the cracks. So uh-huh. Done the Galway one, one Galway National first time out, like proper two day event. Was there? Mm-hmm. But we had not done any Gal. I suppose. But anyway's. Um and then we're racing Barry Mead and good old run anyway's and then. See, I was in the middle of doing college and stuff at this time as well, so I was finishing up my final year exams. Yes. So I know I missed Monaghan, no name, because uh, Dad and Andrew had done Monaghan, because I was doing my final year exams in Slego. Right, you could uh, For the honours degree in mechanical engineering. And then i done a post- postgrad diploma mm-hmm. in energy management as well. And that's, I was, so there was a bit of a gap there. I was doing exams, but then it was, what happened then? Oh, yeah, I went to Monaghan, sure. This was when we started, like, racing the legs of Gary McPhillips and... Manus Kelly would have been out in a yellow car. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Wesley and Brian Brogan, these guys, you know, by stalwarts of the class 14. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, so we were coming in, trying to snappers, trying to see could we match them and beat them and everything else. And mm-hmm. So, yeah, a lot of times it would go well. And sometimes it wouldn't go as well. I know we were going well in the morning. And again, I had this thing in my head, of taking all these jumps flat out. I didn't realise, I probably didn't have enough mechanical sympathy, you know, but and he was landed over this jump and broke the suspension instantly, Mm-hmm. And they put us out of the rally when we were leading the class or whatever. I think we're, mm-hmm. I don't know. I think we'd actually sec- set a second fastest time or something behind Melvin mm-hmm. Evans and this 12B. Silly, just mad stuff like. Yeah. And um, I remember then the gearbox we had in it wasn't fit for the power that the mm-hmm. man was pulling out. So we were starting to get, So we ended up being attractive then. Went to Calvin, but mm-hmm. gearing was all wrong. It uh, just gear too low with the wrong drop yeah. gears in basically. Right So you could have went off the line Basically in second gear So it was basically okay. going, I, I, was, I was probably only at the top end Of a bit of 100 miles an hour And you're driving basically In four gears. But we won the class there as well But we got mm-hmm. the car sorted then For Donegal Got all the gear and everything sorted mm-hmm. So a real good run On Donegal that year That was You know big, big A lot of effort went into that And mm-hmm. um, we're leading the National After the Friday is when it's up and remember the Bunkran Town stage, oh, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, they've done know that. Yeah, they were brilliant
1: really so well yeah. stages. That you know, what Mallon head stage, I think that's the best stage in the country. Like, mm-hmm. now I must say, I've never actually rallied in Cork or Kerry yet. No, yeah. I did rally in Cork, sorry, but I never done Killarney. That's what <laughs> I'm gonna make. And I know a lot of people say the best stages are in Killarney, but that mm-hmm. Mallon head stage up in the Nigal, I think, is something else. I've done that two or three years in a row. Mm-hmm. That's that's yet to be bettered for me, anyways. But, anyways, um. So David Boogie was there in the Metro, I think, and uh, Sherry was sitting with him. But mm-hmm. um, we were going well on the Saturday. I don't know what stage it was. I think it could have been fanatic anyways. I cut a corner too much and clipped the front left wheel of a weak concrete culvert, you know, like in too tight. Mm-hmm. And uh, struggled onto the stage, dropped a load of time. But, and the boogie was ahead of us then by, I don't know, whatever the time was. It wasn't much in it anyways, we yeah. dropped 20 odd seconds and he was ahead of us then. And then you had that loop, was it Nucall and Fannad, Nucall and Fannad uh, mm-hmm. in the afternoon. Yeah. But, anyways, I don't know if you remember now, uh, the rally was cut short at the time. And, anyways, I think we took one second, I think Bogey was ahead of us by two seconds, and Bogey had we took one second out of him in the colour and then the rally was cancelled. Uh-huh. Uh, and so he won, so he got second national. But,
0: uh-huh.
1: but uh, yeah, so what transpired then was, uh, I suppose what, what we noticed was Keith Cronin had just won the British Championship. Um, you know, beating Gwyneth Evans, Mark Higgins, these guys. Mm-hmm. Then he was out in the JRM, um, Evo 10, mm-hmm. that Gwyneth Evans. So he was doing the he was the probably star driver, he won the he won the pretty star driver after winning the championship. So we probably were paying him to do the BRC. Mm-hmm. But then JRM, who was actually running Gwyneth Evans, paid him to do some selected events. So all was one we're of one them, them. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I remember on the Friday, like we were matching, beating Keith Cronin, the British champion, in a you know, the latest spec Evo 10 group in yeah.
0: mm-hmm.
1: You know, obviously the escort was Probably suited better to the stage or whatever else But anyways, so like we got it in our head Like, you know, maybe we should Look at this, you know, uh-huh. so that's how it sort of Came about, that we end up going to the Ulster And a uh, dark job, Evo 9 to see
0: just for you, to you roll, kind of And
1: it's not as if we were just going to see where, like, we register for the championship so that we okay. could be eligible for the prelistar Star driver. Like, it's not as if, like, ah. we never, anything we've ever done, like, we never had much, like, with enough to, like, I, I was always privileged the position to rally like, rallying for start and then rallying mm-hmm. at, a, at a fairly good level. And But, like, we never done a whole load of events. Like, what we do is we'd select events, put a lot of effort into it, make sure the car was right. Uh, you know, with Bobby Sharkey and the team at that stage And Bobby Sharkey is an absolute genius um, mm-hmm. People will know what Bobby's like And yes. he started to school me then On, you know, how to set up a car Which never really entered my mind You know, up until probably 2009 You uh-huh. um, only thought the car was handling Until, you know, Bobby basically Started doing you
0: know, his tweaks on it uh-huh.
1: Yeah, yeah, and, and, and everything else But anyways, yeah, so Finally had the car runs this properly But but yeah, what I'm saying point I'm trying to make uh-huh. is we had strategically planned that this was a possibility and, and yes. that's why we ended up going to Ulster. Oh, that
0: was the thought process behind it. That yeah, like like and everything, everything, yes. yeah, everything
1: everything, we've ever done, like I'd be very pragmatic, I suppose, being an engineer and, you know, I would weigh up the risk and weigh up everything else and the decision was made, we'd rent the car, see what would happen, like, and mm-hmm. but we'd done everything right, you know, went and registered for the championship and pretty sure our driver was the goal and, you know, I suppose I was very much like that, I have set a goal for myself and I'd be disappointed if I didn't meet it. Okay. Um, but and he was ended up having a good run. Mm-hmm. Can't remember the full ins and outs of it, but like Derek's car was perfect, you know, it was a great car, but it was and essentially it was a clubman spec car, yeah, you know what it was I, mean? the Versus, level
0: as I the Yeah, like, you know, exactly. Yeah. Sense, yeah,
1: but it was still a good car, it was a damn good car. Um mm-hmm. and I don't know, we were setting good times and everything else, and I don't know where we were laying, maybe fourth overall or something after the first day, and at the next stage, then uh, the first day, Saturday morning, got caught in a chicane. Them big old cars are very awkward to chicanes, but mm-hmm. I stalled it. What I didn't realise was they're very very hard to start with the anti-lag on. I didn't know that, and mm-hmm. it took us about a minute to figure it out to turn off the anti-lag, mm-hmm. and and it was got fired up, but and it was it sort of threw away a good result, but. In my head, i said like it doesn't matter, but it's all about the performance. So then we started knocking in like crazy times, like you know we're setting the beast. Now at this stage, I must say, you know whoever Cronan, them these guys, they had backed off. The rally was over. It was just a matter of them maintaining whatever they had, and mm-hmm. like he won it, and Gwyneth for second, and Alistair Fisher was there, and these guys, Elfin and Evans, and them guys were there, and uh, were there. We're starting to like sort of. Turn things down we were turning the way it's up you know <laughs> uh, so like we're setting like fastest second fastest times but unfortunately then of course i got a bit too over exhumed over a big jump uh into coming down to square left T- said like this jump flat i don't know what height she was in the ground but mm-hmm. off the ground but um couldn't get a stop for like a square left and off the road into a ditch and i said "Geez, well that's the end of that and thought i threw the whole thing away eventually anyways that was us out walked down to a junction then and um T Tech, what do you call T Tech? Uh, that runs Cronin's cars. Oh, the uh, T-G, Column,
0: uh, T Tech, uh,
1: Column, uh, um, yes. geez, I can't think of his surname, oh, it man. Be. And he was, mm-hmm. he was in with Pirelli obviously at the time. Um, mm-hmm. the next thing he started saying to me, he says, You need to come with me back into where was rally it earlier? I was running out of Antrim. Uh, Antrim, Antrim, uh, Antrim, Antrim uh, yeah. there, he says, one You one need one to one come one back one. with me into Antrim. I go, What are you on about? And I, I said, the, the car's laying on the edge, yeah. He said, What's the thing you're doing? you know, no, he says, You need to come with me now right away, and then. Obviously, then we started to figure out what must be something going on here. Andrew says, you may go. He says, I look after the show. So, Andrew ended up staying to look at the capital out of the hedge. And um, Column, Jesus, the name escapes I know, me now. I know yes. And the but young guy is rallying
0: now, isn't he,
1: too? Um, the uh, T-Town. really good, yeah. yeah. He's really yeah. a genius. Yeah. Sure. He's, <laughs> yeah, another good setup man with the cars and everything else and mapping. But anyways, he brought us in. And sure enough, just as we landed, they had the yellow jacket out. And we'd just been announced, like, and, oh, sure, look at it. Uh-huh. We were, we'd achieved our goal despite throwing the car off the road I suppose we'd shown them enough uh-huh. you know but obviously we're very raw you know so mm-hmm. so the Prelistar driver shootout then is obviously going to be over in Sweet Lamb left hand drive I've done my research
0: this mm-hmm. is a right
1: hand drive Evo then Okay. so then a couple of the guys responsible me and stuff said geez well you better give yourself the best chance there's one more round of the championship over in the track rod and started a bit of research and we ended up renting a, a left hand drive Evo 9 of Barry Clark I went over okay. to the track rod mm-hmm. Um. With very limited experience. Never done a recce on gravel, learning else, but had a recce car and everything else. But went over, anyways. Just the sort of the main goal was to try and get a bit of seat time and left hand drive, learn mm-hmm. the sort of you know, try and obviously show we could do something as well, and then uh, you know, trying, uh, I suppose, just see what the standard was like. You know what I mean? And then go to the shootout and see what happened. But anyways, mm-hmm. ended up having a good run. I think we are finished fourth overall mm-hmm. in the track rod. said a couple of good times again. Mm-hmm getting used to the left-hand drive was really tricky to be honest with you. Yes. It was, that, I really, really struggled with left-hand drive but um, virtually no...
0: Because you had no left-hand road car at that stage?
1: No, Derek Job, a, Derek Job actually had a left-hand drive road car and he gave it to me after the Ulster when we had right. decided to do that. That's a, very, that's a good Derek was to us. You know? yes. And he gave me a left-hand drive Passat for whatever the month was leading up to yeah. it and that was a good help. Um, and I think Joe McGonagall we end up actually doing the recce now in Joe McGonagall's left-handed car. You know, typical Irish motorsport guys. Oh, yeah, everybody out, really pulls good. together, yeah. don't they? Yeah. yeah. But anyways, um, no, Joe gave me his car, sorry, for the pretty shootout. That's what it was. Oh, yeah. But anyways, um, yeah, done the track rod and good enough result as well. And uh, we proved it with a bit of pace and tarmac and gravel. But you like, then you go to the shootout in sweet lamb, whenever it was, and you have, you know, Craig Breen, Alphine Evans, um, and I think Yarko Nicaro was there who was really quick Finished driver. There's not be another foreign guy, Norwegian guy, um, Robert Barrable, Ali Fisher. Um, you know, just, we had no business being there. To be honest with you, you know. But you had, um, at the same these, time, you know. Ah, I know. But these guys are doing the whole championship or season yes. campaigners and had their goals in mind and everything else. Mm-hmm. But, but I remember they, they had the Suzuki. What was it? The know Oh, is, it's
0: Swift, isn't for, it? It's just, uh, was it Swift? Was it? All right. Can't remember
1: what it was. They might have had two cars or three cars for us to drive, but, but there was the whole thing like um there's they didn't do a fitness test then for some reason, thankfully, because I was far from fit. <laughs> <laughs> everyone probably knows who knows me, I've, I've always carried a bit of timber, like, but anyways, <laughs> didn't really ever seem to bother me when it came to driving, but Anyways, you had to take yourself seriously, and they could see you the way, the image wasn't right, it wasn't, you know, yeah. so that was a, that was the mark down straight away, they didn't actually do a fitness test, for me. I can't remember why it was now, Um, something happened, I can't remember what it was, yeah. the, fitness instructor didn't turn up, or something silly, I yeah. don't know what it was, but anyways, you went and done a pace note training with, I think it was Nicky Griss and Chris Patterson, they went and, they sat into the car, in the back of the car with you while she you made your notes, like, um... What else happened. Is that
0: intimidating? Just you know,
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah. It's very intimidating. You yes. have uh, two two world Rally co-drivers sitting in it. Uh-huh. Like some of these guys some of these in the seats, like so they're sitting hanging on to a rule case for a start, so it's <laughs> far from comfortable. Yes. You're driving around at 15 and 20 miles an hour, so it's not dangerous or anything. No, but still,
0: yes. you know,
1: you just know these guys are critiquing you, like, and it's not just totally unnatural. Like mm-hmm. um, and then yeah, you've got a couple of warm up laps, and you're running the foot wheel drive car and then there's a different stage set up. It was over two days and then you went and had run the four-wheel drive car and stuff. And mm-hmm. I remember ringing ring a Keith Cronin and he says, like, what you need to do is have be the least fussy. as uh, No, don't be fussy at all. Like, like he says, I got into the Subaru that time. He says, and like he's tall and he says, my knees were up around my ears. But I didn't want to say that I needed the seat move because I thought, Oh, this guy's a fussy fella, you know. he's just gonna drove. he's just gonna drove it in like fast time, anyways, you know, which is even better. Like so, I, that's why I said like, I just be grand, whatever it was. Whereas I know some of the other guys were like, like, they wanted to shoot, move two mil, and this kind of stuff, and putting mm-hmm. the steering meal bosses in all this kind of stuff. And I was like, yeah, look, you know, this might stand us that side, of, you know. But anyways, mm-hmm. look, and I don't know, we weren't, we weren't anywhere near the top times or anything else. But I like to think we had to give a good account of ourselves in this in the scenario. But mm-hmm. Elf and Evans, anyways, won it. Um, and you know what he's going on to, to do. Yes. Um, so um, I was, it was a major achievement for me. But mm-hmm. what the realization was that the money that had to be spent between doing them two rallies and going over to that, and yes. with the escort and everything else that we had in the minute, it was just the whole thing was just getting out of hand. Like, and, you know, without proper support, like mm-hmm. back of Pirelli, it was just, we said we'd give it a lash, and we did. And mm-hmm. we can't say we didn't try. No. And that's sort of where we sort of finished up in 2010. We're sort of thinking, well, We'll just go out and ask for now whenever we can, whenever the money, and we'll have a bit of crack, and that'll be it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think at this stage, i had been through the Billy Coleman Award once, and this is maybe, I think I got nominated for the second year. Mm-hmm. But again, I can't remember who was winning it at the time, but they weren't really taken seriously.
0: Uh, right, the modified uh, men. modified right,
1: men, to yeah. be honest with you. Um, I think that's well documented. I don't mm-hmm. know until maybe Sean McHugh got maybe more heavily involved with it, you know, mm-hmm. where he could maybe it didn't matter what you drove if you had, you know, talent and you had the right um, attitude, mm-hmm. you could, uh, you could do it. But, anyways, so then we moved on to 2011. Mm-hmm. I got only done selected. I had actually moved over to England. This stage, myself and Ashton, the girlfriend at the time, mm-hmm. went over to England. And then I think we only done three or four events, but really good runs. I think we done the Midland stages rally. We won it sure. overall.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Uh, done Monaghan. I think I don't know top five or something. Won the class. Mm-hmm. And then went to Donegal, well prepared for Donegal. So ov- obviously, after leading the national and everything else, we said we'd give Donegal a good lash. So we we're well fired up for Donegal in 2011. And mm-hmm. um Fanad, I think, was the first stage backways to the way we would have known it. But mm-hmm. uh sort of damp conditions didn't really suit like a, a rear wheel drive escort. Like, well, I don't know. For whatever reason, it just Perfect. clicked and mm-hmm. yeah, just was a real, really good run. Like didn't seem too wild. Like, Andrew will tell you. For some, we didn't carry a camera in for that rally, but for some reason the camera didn't turn on at the start of stage, unfortunately. Uh, but it was some run now at the same time. Like mm-hmm. it was just one of those sort of. I'd say I've never done a perfect stage. That's I always said, but that was close to it at But uh-huh. uh, I think we ended up second fastest behind. Uh, uh, like, the Yeah, it. yeah,
0: uh-huh.
1: mm-hmm. you know, crazy run. Like you know, I were a good bit quicker than some of the other national guys, mm-hmm. and. No sense to it at all. Like, you know, the whole thing about when you always try and pace yourself for three days and yeah. here you are like <laughs> 10, 10, <laughs> eleven tenths. Yeah. And then the start of the second stage was Atlantic Drive then and mm-hmm. for some reason there was a massive delay. So everything went stone cold at the start okay. of the stage. And you start off at the crossroads, you go up the hill and there's, mm-hmm. I don't know what it is now, there's a right hand or left hand. And it was, anyways, I, I would generally take a flat anyways, but what the problem okay. was the, everything was stone cold okay. and the car snapped at me. There's so a fast over the crest, anyways, and then there's a medium sort of right hander. Car snapped me, and I was fighting, it then got around the left hander somehow. And then she ended up hitting the bank from a 360 mid air and went backwards into the bank. And and somehow, in some one one fell movement, and he was managed to clear in the first year. Didn't lose that much time, but
0: uh-huh.
1: um, but I knew there was something wrong. The car was crabbing on the road. Okay. Anyways, we got through the stage. I think we still set the fastest time. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how actually. In class 14, I remember Andrews in service. We got through the next stage then, but th- we discovered then that there were benty the axles. You see, at the end of the stage, mm-hmm. and then we were like, "Oh, Jesus, what are we going to do? leading the national now? bent axles, you know, not even at the Friday, <laughs> yeah." And we didn't have a spare axle, like. So and it was landed into where would the service have been then? Can't um. even remember. Was
0: it Milford. Was yeah,
1: yeah. she landed in to Sharkey with this bent axle, like leading the national. And two and a half days, Raleigh and still go, like, <laughs> what do you want me to do? You know, we don't have a spare axle, and we don't, we're running a Volvo axle, so it's not even, it's not, not even as if you could out, borrow. Yeah. No, no one else really had an axle. There's only maybe two or three people had, there, there maybe, maybe a few more than that, but nobody All had right. an axle spare, anyways. Yeah. So the only option was, uh, it was badly bent, like, basically, the whole stub was bent. Um, back you know towing away out, I think it was okay. on the rear left hand side. So Sharky ended up took the hash shaft out and he only he could do was just drop the grind drop, drop the grinder down through it,
0: uh-huh. straighten
1: it up, sort of he got what, maybe got strings or something on it, uh-huh. welded it up and put the hash shaft back and he says, I don't know how long it'll last. He says <laughs> Butcher that's all we can do, you know. And what we'll do, he says, every service we'll check the hash. I think we we'll would end up putting new hash shafts in every service then, or something. Yeah. And he said, what he told us to do was uh, at the end of so at the end of every stage, drive straight to the start of the next stage, jack the car up, take the hash shaft out and make sure it was going. You know, just check it out. If it yeah. not like it's going to break, just pull her in, like you know. Uh-huh. so That's what we done the whole weekend. for so people were probably cursing us for not having the crack with them, but we were uh-huh. actually almost nursing the car. From, uh-huh. So we used to drive straight to basically the control board of the next stage, uh-huh. and then I- jack the I- car up, <laughs> take the wheel off pull the is out and this is what we were at the whole weekend nursing the car through and yeah but the hell together like you know I don't think there's anybody else in the country could have done with Sharky don't he basically got the axe uh-huh. completely square with nicking it with a grinder and welding it up again uh-huh. unbelievable like I remember those guys there helping us Bobby will tell you a story he knows the guy's name but you know middle of June there's a guy with a string vest like <laughs> uh, <laughs> laying under the car would be with a bar pulling the stub round. Yes, don't even know who it was. Wasn't one of our guys, just probably some guy, just some random dude, yeah, uh, just to uh, help out. uh, And Bobby was welding away. And Bobby says, Sir, you're going to get burnt in there with them. Is (laughs) you (laughs) welding away, son? I'd be fine. And the sparks go slit down your waist white string vest and melting on me. But sure, (laughs)
0: it's just madness. Once again, you know, the rally community, just the way everybody gets stuck in, isn't it? mm So was yeah the won,
1: won, won the, won the, yeah won the, Ash, yeah, it won yeah. the national like it's mm-hmm. I think it was it was Andrew's 21st birthday as well. So that shows you was it his yeah, I think it was his birthday. Mm-hmm. I know, was that 09. I know maybe the first year when on running all Andrew's birthday was 09 and we're in the Mount mm-hmm. Erigal. should a big praise given. I remember my woman bought he was 24th birthday, I think it was the Saturday after Rally, so he never got mm-hmm. celebrating. Yeah. May woman bought him a bottle of champagne like in the Mount Erigal 70 euros or whatever it was. <laughs> and I got about tw- twelve glasses for the people around us. Sharandra and got it. the bottle and she sprayed oh. it everywhere. The my dergle. And next thing, you know, when Hammy finished spraying, he went to throwing the bottle over to the first glass, oh and it was a bit god. A, thim- a of fun. and it was just dripping down on top of us off the ceiling. Like <laughs> my woman going stone mad. A seventy-year-old bottle of champagne sprayed around the place. Like in the middle of my dergle, like yes. the place is destroyed. Sir didn't shit. But it like. <laughs> <Yes. laughs> was a good crack. Like it was a good crack. But anyway, was. <laughs> um, what was I saying? Now? I'm, losing, yeah. I'm, getting, I'm losing my train of thought. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, we had a good night that night. Jim mm-hmm. McKenna says, Jim McKenna says, it's the only praise given you go into it in daylight and you come out of it that daylight. <laughs> so I don't know, six o'clock in the morning, Joe, yeah. or something oh, coming out of oh, the. Well.
0: Oh, Yes, you'd well learned it uh, at that stage. Happened, mm, you know, so. so, anyways, yeah.
1: But I, as I say, I, at the time I was going over and back to England as well. We were living over in London. Um, and yeah. At the at the time, then we we're like sort of we're we're, we're setting our, our dreams were sort of being realized, or we like you know what's what what's what the can, point? What in, else you know, can we
0: do here? You know, we're so, also
1: really yeah. like business was thrown to so my Father had his own business, and business wasn't great. You know, not that it wasn't great, but it was wasn't as good as what it was. Let's say, yes. you know, after the recession, and everything else, and mm-hmm. it was hard to justify spending that kind of money. Like you know, going to Donegal and you're putting new tires on back the car, if you loop or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's big, though. Like, you know and it's not as. Not not, sorry, not easily, not easily, for, no, for, and like. there's no,
0: there's no big reward at the end of it, no. It really so, ridiculous. we didn't do any
1: rallies then for the whole rest of 2011, but somehow, yeah. I suppose, because I'd won a few rallies, uh, got nominated for the big Coleman event. But at this stage, I was getting used to it, you know, I knew yes, what was expected <laughs> and how to do the portfolio up. And you know, Desi Keenan won it, and a few Monong won it, you No, know, and they were giving me good tips and uh-huh. So, I gave it a good lash, anyways, and done it the portfolio. The only real sensible thing you could do was try and get the pretty star driver, but this is 2011 for yeah. 2012. But anyway, didn't get it. Um, but that was fine. Like uh, yeah. Sam offered one of that year. But I was just like, "This grand, like you know." Yeah, uh, you weren't
0: expecting it. We don't, we the, don't have
1: uh, the money. Like the money they were getting from the Home was great, but it's still not enough to fund the championship. I it was. thinking um, whatever wasn't,
0: it yeah. wasn't. was going to be. Like, Fifty thousand is a lot of money, as well. Is, no, and 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 slot, you know, but. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. Not when you're going over
1: back to the England, but uh, yes. over going back to the UK. But um, mm-hmm. so that was it. The end of 2012. Then and. Similar sort of thing, just sort of hand-picked events. I can't remember even what we done. Yeah, I think okay. we've done Midlands again. I think yeah. we won the Midlands Rally again because we liked that event. Um, so we won it overall. Yeah. And then we went to
0: monon Yes. <laughs> so,
1: famous one in and then. It's the one, oh, the one yeah.
0: that people's never going to forget, is it? You know, so. <laughs>
1: yeah, like some people, it's uh, strange. Like, uh, few people, I'm living up in Donegal here now, as you know, uh-huh. and moved back from England. But anyways, yeah. Jesus, like I meet these random people. Sometimes I know them, sometimes I don't like and they still, on the rail maybe they don't know who I am, and then they might realize or whatever. And the next thing, Jesus, I'll never forget today, you and know, Phillips are going down the road. Like, Jesus
0: Christ, I didn't think so many people cared. But I was... uh, that, yeah. like, you know, that is like an iconic you know, Irish rally, and <laughs> that the two just coming down. Ball Note yeah. Valley's flat, yeah. you know, over them jumps coming down in, you know. So. I know, it was... <laughs> it's, it's a
1: strange one. Yeah, it's I a really, know. really strange one. Mm-hmm. But I just, I suppose I can just, I, I think i probably talked about it before, but anyways, we ended up, we were going quite well, and I don't know, we were, I don't know, we we're after the first loop stages we had a good enough gap, we were 30 seconds ahead of Gary or something like that there. Mm-hmm. And then, I don't know, what stage, that, that was, that was, I think it was the sixth stage, that was the third stage of the loop, that was that 18 miler, Desi Kino, the COC. Yeah. And mm-hmm. like, jeez it was some rally though, he'd set up the that stage, like, that was some, it, I mean. oh, stop the lights, it was brilliantly. Like, you know, I remember Seamus Leonard saying, like, these, these stages are set up for two byes. And he was 100% right. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and, but anyways, like, with the WRCs are still well ahead of us. Like, we weren't racing them. But anyways, we had a good cushion after the first loop of stages. But anyways, there was a, on that 18-mile stage, there was a, a downpour of rain that happened. This is the second time around. And um, first, like, let's say, nine mile of stages, bone dry. And next uh-huh. thing, we're up this big, long straight over crest of Hill, just outside Smithborough, heading over Ballinode. And the road was drenched, hey. And I don't know I think Maguire and a few of them were ahead of us the guys had dropped out. We might have been running third or fourth car on the road or something at uh-huh. that time, and uh, we couldn't get stopped and it was a car locked up and I couldn't all I could do was just I just had the nipper on the hammock but put a, a bike was in the bank and hope for the best, but no way we were getting stopped, and thankfully there was there's nothing nothing else there, but we ended uh-huh. up hitting like a i think it was like an electricity pole like a for like a, a meter box thing oh, yes yeah uh-huh. into the back of it, and sure massive impact on his, and I was like oh she just ended that? like you know I just there's no way. So anyways, I sat in the car. Andrew says, I'll go out and check. Sure, you know, I was saying, sure, the petal tank, everything must be busted. Bust. Shade. Uh-huh. So Andrew got in. What actually happened was that the spare wheel actually had saved the tank from getting busted because oh, yeah, it, was, it, of, it yeah. was strapped in tight and it was strapped tight to the tank. So uh-huh. there was no gap for it to get any energy. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. So the the, the, the tire I've only absorbed moved, the energy. Uh-huh. But so sure, the two quarter panels were in rillions and the exhaust was dragging on the floor. And Andrew had a quick look around. Nothing was leaking, nothing, everything. And he hopped back in. And uh, this is in the space of like twenty five seconds. You no, know? uh-huh. but me and Andrew always this ruler um, would never. If we ever stopped on the stage, would never move. You know, until I suppose I tell you where it actually came from. Was actually doing the. That was another thing you had to do with the pretty star driver. You had to do a wheel change challenge. Okay. So it was belts. It was your time from belts off. The belts on. Uh-huh. So we had practiced this. So we had gotten quite good at it. You know, doing the spare wheel change. Uh-huh. So we always said that if we ever get out of the car on the stage, we'd never. We'd never move until we were shot back in. So, but hey, Andrew got in, clipped on. Next thing, my Phillips is coming sliding towards us. Uh-huh. He couldn't... He oh, just yeah, about got same stopped. Same he way. was nearly straight in front of us, was And, like, the yellow flag, Marshall's, like, we're trying the best, but at the stage, you had already committed to the... You'd already committed to the crest, before fort, and uh-huh. a yellow flag at that point was never You well, needed to be the other side of the crest, but it was yeah. too far up the road. And it was... Just as he got clipped in, Gary came around the corner, and away oh. we went. <laughs> but Andrew... I don't know why, Andrew... He didn't ever see it, but... um. For some reason, we didn't carry a camera. We have that in-car off us going off. But for whatever reason, just as we are going off, he just says, he said to himself, this is something that probably shouldn't be recorded. Whatever's going to happen now right. in the next eight or nine miles, and he turned the camera off. I don't know uh-huh. how he thinks yeah. these things, but that's just how his brain works.
0: Uh-huh.
1: It probably would be great to see it, but I was... Uh, I'll never forget it anyways, but yes. like you're <laughs> sitting in that man's bumper uh-huh. for eight miles. Like, and Eric car wasn't handling right, and he was on the door handles, and obviously... We knew it was at stake. It was winning the class, class winning the uh, modern rally, maybe a top uh-huh. three overall finish. So he was on the door handles. We were on the door handles. But the back of our car was, wasn't right. The watch the linkage yeah. bars were bent. So every time we over her bumps, she was all over the shop. Mm-hmm. So it was hairy and enough. He, like, had the, but,
0: he had the pressure of you sitting on his bike bumper, too. That yeah, well, that's it. Him, yeah, too, I'm pretty yeah.
1: sure he knew we were there. But... Um, uh-huh. So, look, there, was, there were places where his car was faster. fast. Was where, like for both Millington engines. He was on 30 inch wheels and 15-inch. Yeah. So his car was actually a bit quicker in acceleration, but our car was much faster in the braking. Mm-hmm. And then I had a five-speed, so in the mid-range corners and then the fast corners, we were able to catch up with him. So, like, he'd get out of, way out of sort of a junction, funny enough, uh-huh. and then we catch up again. And it was, so, it was funny, like, you know, even while all this was just complete chaos, think you could actually lesson, study. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But anyways, <laughs> the idea was if we stayed in the bumper, um... So we, at that stage, we were 26 seconds out of him. So mm-hmm. I think Andrew was talking to me all this year. If we stay with him, we'll, you know, we'll, we'll only be yeah. four before five seconds off him. At this, mm-hmm. this stage, we didn't even know how bad the, the car was repairable or not. So when he was into service, the car was in bits. So Bobby started working at the axle in, And he was got now all the bars straightened up and everything else. But anyways, for some reason, we had to uh, we had to move the dry tank to try and batter out the quarter panel mm-hmm. and try and get the exhaust straightened up. So I think it was Finton Andrew's uncle, who services for us. He loosened out the dry-sum tank, and as he lifted it up, all the oil started pushing out of it. The A piece of the floor had actually
0: oh, pum- punctured
1: it. the dry-sum tank. Uh-huh. But whatever way, it actually on the seal Just the tank. That- yeah, so like with well, 10 minutes to go, next thing, we had to dry- go <laughs> running, running around. So I think uh, Seamus McHugh I had to go with Seamus McHugh and got a brand new dry-sum tank of him, and run me run around the service area with 10 minutes. So I had to pipe a new dry-sum tank into the car, and Bobby was still sitting up the axle. At this stage, we didn't know that Maguire was having bothered with the gearbox, so he uh-huh. was still leading the rally and he was yeah. well ahead of us. Like, but uh-huh. his, he was going out with the hope to try and keep in the rally, but he
0: was going trying. Um, yep. uh-huh.
1: Yeah, trying to nurse the true because he probably had enough of time, you know, ahead of me and Gary. But at the time, yeah, we were he was second, and we were third at, the, at uh-huh. that time. But anyways, was the, the race I think we ended up putting in wasn't the right one because you you needed an extra breather and a swirl, pot, a swirl pot on the top of the tank isn't right. it, for the Millingtons, you know. But anyway, she was basically blowing oil straight out onto the road, but it didn't mm-hmm. matter. It was, we just kept popping it up. But anyway, and then the rain had come in at this stage, but anyways, um, so we had went, so I think we had went quite conservative with the tyre choice. In the, mm-hmm. in the panic, we still had the clarity to have a... <laughs> To have a sort of a discussion about tires so what we decided said to do was we went like on intermediates and we took two slicks with us in the boot mm-hmm. on eight inch wheels and i think i think gary just gambled and went in the full slick i went mm-hmm. out to the first stage then and it was uh it was pissing rain so we had a, we had decided to vanish so the car wasn't still right like but she was mm-hmm. near enough she wasn't that far away so we took four seconds and then into the second last stage we're dead level but it was drying and i stayed in intermediates and i, I was carrying two spare wheels as well mm-hmm. and then he, uh, he took a second back out of us. We went into the last stage then. start line. this is the 18 miler. So I just fired. Dart McCullough was doing the stage start control. So I threw out. So we changed the two spare wheels for we in the control because it was dry. Okay. So I think we, we put, I think we left was on the front, on the front, and then we put harder compounds in the back. Yes. And Jack's kit, jackets, anything we could add, all the water, two spare wheels. Everyone was fucked in the back Dart Gart McCullough's Jeep. Excuse me, French. And sure, McCullough's is at the same. Like, so sure, this is it, yeah. like, you know, uh-huh. down to the wire and uh, he was running first car on the road so he was off anyways and sure we have in care of it actually Um, I don't think if everyone's ever seen it but we we decided not to put up up, we put up stage 7 actually Mm because it was going to cut but anyways uh, we never put up that stage but Jesus now we were going well like that was I would say about uh, halfway through the stage then I started I started seeing Gary and I used to like I started In my head I was thinking There's no way I'm going this well Like we were going yes, well But, but quickly, quickly realised He was carrying a problem And then yeah. So we were behind him I didn't know what was wrong So anyways We actually slowed up He had pulled in Because he had seen us And I actually slowed down Well enough Because we had not enough gap And I gave him the thumbs up And then sort of And just to make sure There was nothing wrong But I didn't know But anyways we, I got some sort of a signal Out the window from Mark mm-hmm. And we, we went So I think we still end up Finishing the fastest time Because Andrew was saying like, You need to keep your concentration Keep your concentration mm-hmm. we were fast in the last stage And we will not end up winning Like so mm-hmm. And then transpired Gary. I don't know what happened, but something in the suspension collapsed or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know what happened exactly. I think he mm-hmm. rolled around to the finish, anyways. But uh, but yeah, that was that was sort of the last big. Uh, that was the last big thing on our wish list, you know, because. I think uh, yeah, the year before we had also won the Mark Two Challenge, you see in Carlow, so oh, that yes.
0: was another big one. i oh, you had done a goal you'd Carlow, and then you obviously yeah, we'd no, won the Yeah, we won the goal of national.
1: You know, uh-huh. and they'd be going to do some of the national events, maybe trying to win the national section. You now that was really mm-hmm. Winning the morning was it? Uh, you know, it was under says I, I can. I remember done the we'd done a speech, you know, for in the rally at the end, and Andrew says I can hang me boots up with that. I'd be happy enough, you know. But that was never <laughs> the plan. But no. but shortly shortly afterwards, that is actually when it ended up happening because um mm-hmm. I think we went and done. Uh, uh, Carlo then And we had non-finish And then Andrew decided He was going to Australia
0: Okay
1: So And we had already Sort of committed to doing Donegal So that's how Arthur actually ended up Sitting okay. me in Donegal In 2012 yes. uh-huh. So uh, But what happened that time We didn't uh, I think the common opinion Wrong was something. Car. Yes uh, We're uh-huh. going I think we're leading The national again But Fourth or fifth stage, criminal opinion went, so we're out of the rally. Mm-hmm. But actually, we went back to Bobby's, put a new criminal opinion back in and we went out. I said to Arthur, I don't think I'm gonna do any more rallies after this, you know. And Arthur says, What are you talking about? I go, oh, Andrew's away to Australia. I says, so we're hard finding it hard to justify the money that's been spent. And you know, without Andrew, I don't know if I'd be arsed to be honest with you. Um mm-hmm. plus what was it? I ah, see I had come back home at that stage, so male fella had already lost a few ways away to Australia and the business was getting busy and I was getting more involved and you know, I mm-hmm. just needed to reprioritize things. I think. Yeah. So at that stage, I was like I was happy enough to, you know, I remember I, you've done it all, you
0: kind of know, thing. Yeah, a couple <laughs> of
1: guys saying you know, the hardcore Donegal lads are saying, What are you doing going back out on Saturdays? You're just putting mails in the engine for no reason. I said, I'm going to enjoy myself because I said it to a few of them guys that morning, like, you know, Manus, mm-hmm. Mandy and a few of them boys like, What are you at? Like, what you know, Mandy, you think that'd be end you in the national that year? I don't yeah. know. But anyways, they had a good battle of, Demon Geller, they all thought I was still mad, like putting miles in the car, like you know you should keep saving the car. And like, in my head, I wasn't going to be back out soon, I on him soon. And they like, ah, so we and Art for a bit of crack, like, and still we didn't spend any money on tires. shoes up wherever we had. I think we still set some fast times or whatever, but
0: mm-hmm.
1: had a bit of crack, like.
0: Yes. <laughs> but out oh. of that, you, but out of that then between Monathan and that, you got no need for the belly comb and the world Yeah. Again. I suppose you thought you yeah. would go again, the kind of thing,
1: did you? But, honestly, that was a case, eh? Hey. Mm-hmm. Um, if you, if I'm honest, what I did was I got the portfolio I had the year before, which I put a lot of effort into Copy copying pieces the different dates, uh, mm-hmm. more or less the same plan. Um, and as I've always, I had learned at this stage, you know, what was needed to be said. And, and I also knew that there wasn't, like they knew that we didn't have the money and I didn't have the money, but I had this plan about a fundraiser event. I don't know where I come up with it. Maybe mm-hmm. somebody else had done this co-driver thing where, you know, you could potentially raise good money but anyways honestly in December or whatever it was I got shortlisted I think I'd been shortlisted two or three names at this stage and mm-hmm. sure, I was used to going up to the motorsport, the Dunlop Motorsport Awards and mm-hmm. never really not that I was coming back disappointed because I never expected the win so it didn't matter mm-hmm. but um, but anyways to our surprise I can't remember who was shortlisted along with us. we won it anyways which honestly wasn't part of the plan I <laughs> had to try and plan things in but anyways um, so, then, so then we had to give it a lash. Go, yeah, exactly <laughs> The difference was now this time Andrew was in Australia and mm-hmm. I was sort of on my own. I was like, what gonna do now? So the first thing was uh, yeah, so is we celebrated when the Billy Coleman, because that was obviously a yeah, major achievement, Billy the yeah, young yeah. Rally Driver of the Year and whatever, even though I only done four events, you know. Mm-hmm. I only done eight events in two years.